Hello and welcome to the podcast version of What Can I Learn? And this is the first episode, so let's begin. So what is this podcast about? I suppose it's kind of about psychology, but really it's just about changing the way you think so that you can kind of live a better life generally. I got this idea when I was watching some old classic Japanese movies. I think it was one of the Akira Kurosawa movies, you know, with samurai and all of that. And I just thought like, man, there's there's definitely some life lessons here and I can maybe do a commentary on it and give my own thoughts about it. But I could pretty much just apply that to anything, you know, good articles, books, all of that. So what I'm going to do in this first episode is just talk about a TED talk that I came across. So it's called The Puzzle of Motivation and it was given by Dan Pink. And I think it was published around 2009. Now in the past, I have struggled a lot with work, you know, my my approach to work and, you know, obviously other people struggle as well. My biggest problem is that I always thought that work was just this giant, just pain in the ass. Like growing up, I thought it was such a crazy system that we had created. Like everyone has to work these jobs that we really just don't want to do. And that's just the system we have. There were about one billion other things that I would have preferred to do than to go to that stupid job. It was purely obligation. I needed the money. I did not care about the job. I just wanted to do the least amount of work possible to get away with not being fired. Like, honestly speaking, when I was in my early 20s, I would choose jobs that I knew would require very, very little thinking or actual effort. So if you saw me in that job, I was a complete daydreamer. And then as I got older, I suppose I started to care a little more about the jobs. You know, I would dedicate like 50 or 60% of my overall energy to the job. But truly deep down, I just didn't care. It was obligation. I needed the money. That was it. The problem with this is that it's, it's a life of frustration because your whole life is about resisting something. It's difficult when you wake up in the mornings because you're just thinking, oh, Lord above, I've got to go and do this job. You know, I just want to stay at home. I just want to watch movies. I want to get takeout. I want to eat pizza, chill out, you know, or I want to go out, travel, explore, get into adventures. But I've got to go and do this job that I don't like. I go there. No one there likes it. Why do I have to go and do it? And I remember going out and watching people on the weekend. You know, I would just see people going absolutely crazy on beer and partying because, you know, they were so boxed in during the week that they just had to release everything on the weekend. Another problem I had is that I would go in and do the boring job, but I would always have a plan B. So I would go home and try and work on this plan B. You know, you see people doing this a lot with things like Bitcoin or maybe selling stuff on eBay or or Amazon. You've got this boring job that pays the bills, but on the side, you've got this plan B and you're thinking that one day, you know, I'm just going to crack the code and I can escape and get rich. The only problem with the plan B is that I found that that plan B always required me to live the life of the plan B. To actually make the plan B work, I had to dedicate my whole life to it. So you're stressed out with your boring job during the day and then you go home and you get even more stressed out trying to make this plan B happen. So after years and years of misery and frustration and getting burnt out, I decided to forget about the plan B and just focus on plan A. And plan A is just this boring job that just pays the bills. But I think that this is what this TED talk is all about. You know, this puzzle of motivation talk. 
because I think for a lot of people who work in companies, they all have this secret dream job that they really want to do. And working for the company or the boring day job just feels like obligation. But I found that one of the best things I ever did was instead of resisting the boring day job, I decided to kind of lean into the job. You see, I think that our generation and maybe the the generation before grew up believing that we could find the dream job and do our passion, you know, become rock stars. Like I genuinely believed about 10 years ago that I was going to be the next Johnny Cash. And I failed horrendously. And I never really realized until much later on that actually being good at your boring day job can actually be a really great thing. You know, if you're a carpenter, don't go in hating your job every day and, you know, then doing a bad job. Like, try and be the best carpenter out there. If you're a cashier in a convenience store, try and be the most amazing cashier ever. Because your boss is going to see your motivation and you're probably going to get promoted and you're going to manage the store one day. And in that so-called simple cashier job, you're going to learn all about business. You're going to learn about customer service. You're going to learn how to deal with products and prices and all of that if you really care about the job. So if you go with the flow of that job, you're going to build business knowledge. You're going to build skills and, you know, maybe one day start your own business. And when you start caring about doing a good job, you kind of wake up with more energy to, to go in there and do a really great job. Because it may seem very insignificant, but you're actually creating this small little world that you have control over where you can make a positive impact on the world. I mean, at least you did something to help. So let me just try and connect this to the TED Talk. So again, the TED Talk is called The Puzzle of Motivation by Dan Pink. So he's on the other side. You know, he's looking at things from kind of the the management position. You know, he's thinking about how businesses can try and motivate their workers. And straight away, you might get that weird feeling in your stomach. You know, this guy's at the top and he's trying to think of ways to kind of manipulate workers to to work more. But it helps just to be a little open-minded about this. See, what he's really talking about is how businesses and companies can actually create a better working environment for employees. See, a good boss creating a good working environment means that you as a worker can be happier in your job and then you can do a better job and then obviously at the end of the day, the boss is going to be happier. So to me, the best situation would be where the leadership on their side, they do their best to try and create the best possible working conditions for their workers. I mean, imagine creating a working environment where the workers really want to come into work and do a good job. You know, if I was a boss, I would try and create a situation where workers really wanted to come into work because doing the job was most of the benefit. Like they would get the salary, but doing the work was the reward. I don't think it's totally impossible because I've seen small examples of it. I went to a cafe recently uh, with my girlfriend and I was down some small little random alley and really like I'm, I'm not the biggest fan of kind of cafe and kind of that br- brunch culture but I could definitely respect the fact that the people who worked there really cared about their job so first of all it looked good because you walk down this alley and it's like a, a nothing alley and then but when you walk into the cafe you know it just looks good you know the decoration is good you could see that they really put a lot of effort and attention to detail into making the place look good like even the menu like it wasn't just this typical menu that you get it was a it was like a bunch of pages put together using this weird string material but it just looked interesting and looked unique 
And then the people working there were running around and being friendly and, you know, actually giving good customer service. Like, I mean, why not do that? So I had my food and then I got this hot chocolate rum drink and I thought, yeah, just go for it. And they even put detail into that, like the, the way they presented it looked pretty interesting. So the rum put me in a good mood and then a, then a jazz band came in. So that created this really kind of cool atmosphere because, you know, the lights went down and there were these comfortable leather couches and, you know, the jazz band is playing there. I'm sitting drinking my hot chocolate rum. My, go- my girlfriend's happy with her food. The people working there were really friendly. So I got just a, like a great customer experience. So it's all about the experience because I had a great experience. So I'm going to tell my friends and then my friends are going to go there. They're going to have a great experience. They're going to tell their friends. And then that business is just going to do great. And I could see that the workers in that cafe were enjoying themselves. Like it looked like they really liked being there. So whoever owned that cafe from the leadership side, they obviously really tried to create a really good work environment. The people working there were having a good time. The customers were having a good time. It's just good business. So surely you could take that model and really apply it to any business. I mean, it's all about the the experience. So if the boss and management do their work on their side to create a really good working environment, then you got to look at the workers. So how many shops and restaurants and just regular businesses have you been to where the pe- you can see that the people working there just really don't care about what they're doing? Now, maybe the management is terrible. You know, maybe it truly just is like a terrible place to work in. Now, if the management create this very negative environment to work in, the only incentive for the workers to actually go and do the job there is the money. So these workers are only going to do the basics just to get paid. They're not really going to think creatively in that negative environment. So I can't really understand management and bosses when they create that negative environment to work in because they're they're creating their own bad business. So this is where it connects to Dan Pink and his TED Talk. So maybe go and watch that TED Talk, but I'm going to try and summarize his ideas basically. So they did an experiment where people came into a room and on a table there was a candle, a box of thumbtacks and a box of matches. And they said, your job is to stick the candle to the wall and light the candle without the wax dripping onto the table. So a lot of people just try to melt the candle and stick it to the wall somehow. But the ones who thought more creatively realized that the box wasn't just there for the thumbtacks. They could use the box and then thumbtack the box to the wall and put the candle in the box. Anyway, it was just all about thinking creatively to solve a problem. And then some other people tried to expand on this experiment and they were testing to see how different incentives played a role in problem solving. Now what they found was pretty weird because when they offered the people money to solve the problem, it actually took them much longer to find the solution. And when they told the other group that they were just going to test them just to see how long it took the average person to solve a problem like this, for some reason that group were more creative and they solved the problem much faster. The only time that the money reward system worked better for the people taking the test was when they started the experiment with the thumbtacks and the box separated. So when the thumbtacks and the box was separated, you know, everything became clear. It's like, okay, yeah, let's use the box and stick the box to the wall. But when they started the experiment with the thumbtacks in the box, it wasn't quite clear, you know, like most people just thought that the the box was there for the thumbtacks. Now I'm thinking that maybe that money reward system actually put a little bit of pressure on the people taking the test. You know, maybe it introduced a little bit of stress so they couldn't think creatively. 
and maybe for the other group just doing the test for themselves you know just to see how quick it could take them to solve the problem maybe they were more relaxed that's why they thought more creatively now i'm not saying that salaries are a bad thing but what i'm thinking is that when people only care about the money reward system you know when they only care about their salary maybe they don't think that creatively but when they're getting a salary but they care more about the job you know they look forward to the job like they're doing the job for themselves for their own benefit that's when people start to think creatively and to me that really starts with management and the boss you know like they have to lead by example and they have to first create the good environment for the people to to work in but then the workers really need to kind of lean into their jobs and, and you know try and enjoy their jobs and try and do a good job as well like I was saying before, you know, in the past, I really used to resist work. You know, I used to hate work just because it was work. But then I learned to lean into it and I learned to try and go with the flow and enjoy the work. And no one could really force me to do that. You know, in at the end of the day, it was it really had to be my decision to do that. And now the other thing to realize is that when they started the experiment with the thumbtacks and the box separated, you know, it was very clear. It was very obvious what people had to do. It was kind of like the instructions were right there on the table. Then the money reward system worked much better. But think about it. This is routine work. You know, it's very routine. The instructions are there. It's clear. Just do the work and get paid. So you might be happy with that routine job that pays well, but you might have also seen that a lot of those routine jobs are being outsourced these days, you know, and there's automation and there's artificial intelligence and there's software programs that are, that are replacing these routine tasks. So if you care about your future, I think it's really important to try and avoid those routine jobs that can get replaced easily. You know, maybe they pay well, but they're gonna be replaced. And for me personally, even if you have a boring job, I would just try and lean into the job more because when you lean in and when you care more, you start thinking more creatively and then you develop those skills, you know, those very human skills, like you start to understand business. It's like that example with the cashier in the, in the convenience store. You know, if they just go there just to get paid, it's just regular routine work. But if they learn to lean into the job and care about the job, and find out everything they can about business and build those very human skills, you know, they're gonna get promoted and they're gonna become a you know, manager and develop those management skills. And you can't really automate management skills. You know, management skills are always gonna be in demand. No matter what kind of business, you, no matter what kind of automation is out there in the future, I think management skills and kind of like psychology skills are always gonna be needed. So I'll just finish on one last thing. I teach English to students and I have one student who works for a very well-known international company and he's working in a management position. And you know, sometimes he has to fire people and hire people. But I was asking him, like, which candidate would he prefer to hire? Would he like the, the person that had amazing qualifications or would he prefer a person with no qualifications but somebody who cared about the job? And he said that 100% he would definitely go for the person who he could see truly cared about the job. Because a lot of people come in with amazing qualifications and they feel like rock stars in the job, but they're really just there for the salary. You know, they're there for the position and the salary and they're going to buy a car with their salary. That's a person that just cares about the money reward system, you know, and they don't really seem to last too long in their positions. 
it's the ones that really, really care about their jobs. You know, they want to go into work and they want to do a great job. They want to give great customer service. They want to build a really, really great product. You know, even with no qualifications, someone can do this. These seem to be the people that are really invaluable to the companies. You know, they get promoted, they become managers, they stay in these companies for years and years. And why? Because they're not simply happy with only doing routine work to get paid a good salary. You know, these people really care about going into work and having a great experience at work. Anyway, I'm going to end on that. So thanks very much for listening to this episode. I'm going to leave a link to Dan Pink's TED Talk in the description. And thanks a lot. Get out there. Work hard. Keep going. Do your stuff. Don't be lazy like me in the past. Speaks me. Credit for the song Surf Shimmy goes to Kevin McLeod and you can find his music at incompetech.com. I'm going to leave a link below in the description.